This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we are talking about lessons from 2022. As usual, I would love to know where you're at, what you're up to, what your environment looks like as you listen to this episode. So take a quick picture, tag me, or send it over to me on Instagram at Victoria Sardane. I would love to see. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Victoria Sardane Podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? everybody. I hope you are well and a happy new year to all of you. This is my first episode of 2023. I'm so excited to find you here for this episode and this week and next week we're going to be going through lessons from 2022. So doing a bit of a reflection before we project forward into the new year. It's a practice that I find incredibly important, incredibly useful incredibly gratifying to go through actually what the year has taught us. We often reflect on what we haven't done enough of or we can often find ourselves thinking that we haven't maybe reached our goals or met our resolutions or whatever that might be. But regardless of what the year brought us, whether it was challenges, whether it was celebration, whether it was achievement, it was probably a mix of all of those. Every single instance has brought us a lesson and there's so much value in actually taking the time to reflect over those lessons because that's how we anchor them in. So we're constantly learning lessons as we go, but whether we actually integrate them or not will really depend on if we take the time to step back, think back, reflect, and actually remind ourselves of the lessons we learned and that's how we can make sure that we keep those lessons with us for the coming year. And that's the goal, right? We want to actually utilize our previous experience to become a wiser version of ourselves as we go on. If there were challenges that we faced in 2022, if there were perhaps, I don't know, mistakes that we made or things we could have done differently or things we wish we would have done differently, well, that's the journey of life and that's all part of it. But we want to make sure that we learn from those so that if we are faced with similar things in 2023, we feel more equipped to handle it. Doing this kind of exercise I find is also really important for our confidence. So when we really reflect over the lessons that we learned, we have this feeling that we have extra knowledge and extra tools as we face the year ahead. And so all of a sudden we're no longer the same person and we're the kind of person who can really perhaps take more on their shoulders or the kind of person who can face adversity with more of a feeling of certainty and confidence. So I'm going to be sharing with you my lessons from 2022 and I hope first of all that these might inspire you or spark thought within you and I hope as well that me sharing my lessons from 2022 will actually really encourage you to reflect on your own lessons from 2022. So I've written down 10 lessons. I'm going to be sharing five of them in this podcast episode, and I will be sharing five of them in next week's podcast episode. So let's dig straight in. They are in no 
particular order. They are just as they came to me. The first lesson that I will be sharing with you today is that friendship takes a lot of time and investment, that making new friends is actually difficult, and that it's so important to hold on to the friends that we have. So the reason why this is a lesson that I learned very strongly this year is because this year was the year that I started to shift around my priorities a little bit. Previously, I had been very focused on myself, to be honest. I'd been very focused on my work, my career projection, career development. I was also incredibly focused on my own health and on my own personal growth. And what I realized this year is that my personal growth extended so much more into the realm of social interaction than I even realized. I've always been a very social person. I'm a very extroverted person. I like people. I like spending time with people. I like stimulation from groups. However, it's never something that I actually really prioritize, to be honest. And this year was the year, especially having moved to Thailand last year and clocking off at one full year in Thailand this year, I realized that it takes so much time to actually make good friends. I realized when moving here that actually making new friends is a massive time and energy investment. And perhaps that's why I didn't prioritize it as much in the past. But I realized that it's similar to what they say about gaining new clients or staff members. This is something that you hear a lot about either in the entrepreneurial world or the work world, saying that it takes a lot more effort and energy to find a new client than to nurture an existing one. Or it takes a lot more time and energy to find a new employee than training up an existing one. And it's the same with friendships. It's so much time and effort to actually make new friends that it reminds us how important it is to actually cultivate our current friendships. So if we have people in our life that we appreciate their company and we love them and we care about them, then it's so important to actually put the time and effort in nurturing those relationships, maintaining them, putting in the investment of time, of energy, of attention into those friendships because creating new ones and finding new ones around us is actually incredibly time consuming. And that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be looking to make new friends. It means that there's probably a mix of the two that is beneficial. So realizing that friendships take a lot, a lot of time to cultivate so we can be working on that while simultaneously making sure that we are nurturing and taking care of the friendships that we already have. So this was a personal lesson of myself this year simply because it was a full year in a new country where when we moved here I knew nobody. Since we had moved halfway through 2021, the first six months of 2021, I wasn't necessarily expecting to have lots of new friends immediately. But in 2022, having spent a full year in Thailand, that's when I really realized that it does take a lot of time. It takes a lot, a lot of time, a lot of energy, and these things don't come quickly. The second lesson that I have learned in 2022 is that we all live many different lives in one life, that we are constantly changing and the kind of person that we think that we are or that we know ourselves as will change as well. And so 
this journey of self-understanding and self-discovery, which is really at the root of all personal growth and personal development, is a continuous journey. It's something that never finishes. Because we might feel like we know ourselves, we understand our patterns, we know why we do the things that we do, we really have a good gauge on who we really are at the core, on what we like, what we don't, what drives us, but those things do change with time. And I think that we change more in a lifetime than we realize, and especially when projecting forward, and this is also equally important as we start a new year, a lot of the time we look forward into the new year and we make goals and plans based on who we are today. But we might be a completely different person come October of 2023. And who's to say what the person in October of 2023 will want or will need or how they will react or what will be driving them or what's actually important to them? And the reason why it's important to keep this in mind is because we can only be so attached to a specific goal. A goal is tied to what we think will be important to ourselves in the future, but the reality is we don't know and we're constantly changing. This was something that I really realized actually on my birthday in 2022. I did a full day of really reflecting and journaling and took a lot of time to myself to think. And I realized how I had changed so much and it was something that was actually quite difficult for me to come to terms with was realizing how I wasn't the same person that I was a year two years or five years before I felt like I was a completely different person and that was quite challenging to face to really face the fact that maybe I had changed And I actually did an entire podcast episode all about this, so all about how we change, why we change, and how we can actually come to terms with it, because it's something that I had been battling for months, and I've linked that episode in the show notes below if you want to delve a little bit deeper into that topic, but it's definitely something that I learned this year. And initially, the way that I lived it was actually quite negative and confronting, so it really felt like I was in a bit of a grieving process, so grieving a person that I was before and realizing that maybe I wasn't that same person anymore. And interestingly enough, I was speaking to my psychologist about this topic and she was asking me why I was framing it and constantly framing it as this death when in the end, with every death, there's a birth. And if I had changed, then it's because something else had evolved. And was I necessarily less of something or was I more of something else? Because that previous version of myself had lived and was there and is still always going to be a part of me to some extent, even if it's just in my mind, my memory and my past, but it's still part of me. And what had changed meant that something had grown as well. And so we can view it as a death or we can also view it as a birth and we can celebrate what has come from it rather than focusing on the grieving of what we've lost. So that's the second lesson that I've learned in 2022. The third lesson is that you don't have to believe everything you think. So this is a big lesson for me. I found myself this year having feelings of anxiety for probably the first time ever. I'd never really dealt with that before. And what I realized as I went through all of this and was working through it and 
in a way connected to that second point trying to meet myself again as a person who does have anxious feelings and anxious thoughts and things like this I realized that our brain is built to make us survive so our brain will always lead us to worry about what might threaten our survival and that means that our mind is not focused on making us thrive and be happy and feel motivated and feel excited about our life. Our mind will actually constantly veer us back to a fear of not surviving. And so if there's anything in our environment that might potentially be some kind of threat, our brain will latch onto it. And it will latch onto it and it will not want to let go. And that's where we might find ourselves in looping thoughts of constantly refocusing on the negative or constantly refocusing on what might go wrong or constantly refocusing on the dangers and the threats and the what ifs. And so what I really learned this year is that we don't actually always have to believe our thoughts. So I previously had always been of the idea that if we have a thought that's coming back, it's because there's some truth in there, we need to pay attention to it, we need to analyze it, we need to reflect on it more. And that might have been because I was in less of a neurotic state in the past. So if those thoughts did come up, then they probably did need my attention. However, what I realized this year, and it might actually be related to that first point around being in a place where I was feeling potentially a bit lonely or didn't have as strong of a community around me, where those negative thoughts and worries were actually coming up tenfold. And using my previous strategy of pay attention because it's probably important was actually doing me a disservice because my mind was already overinflating these thoughts and then my rational brain was inflating them even more by consciously trying to pay even more attention to these thoughts. So that was a huge learning for me this year, was really that we don't need to believe everything we think, and that our brain isn't always going to show us the truth and nothing but the truth. Our brain will also overinflate a potential danger, and actually that might not even be an accurate view of the world or of the possibilities that we face. A lot of the work that I did with my psychologist this year was actually on reframing my mind from always looking at the negative and retraining it to look back at the positive. And this is something that I hadn't necessarily had to do in the past because I always felt like a very naturally positive person. And actually having to consciously put in the effort and put in the work was something that was quite new. And it was actually quite interesting to realize that there were certain situations where I actually had to almost put what I was thinking aside and completely ignore my thoughts and decide to actually refocus what I was thinking to look at something else. And at the beginning, I really struggled with this because it made me feel like I was avoiding something or I was just putting a bandaid on something or I was just sweeping something under the rug. But what I've really learned is actually it wasn't about that at all. It was more about realizing that if my brain is over-inflating and actually giving me a skewed perception of reality, then shifting my mind is what's actually going to give me a more accurate view of reality because I'll have more of a full picture. So if my brain is always trying to show me the negative and I train my mind to look at the positive, then I'll end up with something a little bit in the middle. 
as compared to overindulging in that negative and then I'll only see one side of the picture. My fourth lesson is one that actually really piggybacks on this third one I just shared, and that is that there is such thing as too much reflection. So I'm a huge advocate of reflection in general. Of course, it's a lot of what I do. It's what I teach a lot of my clients to do. It's what I hope to instill in them. And it's the feedback that I generally get from them is that they find themselves being a lot more reflective, being able to analyze their own patterns. And it's a massive skill that they find incredibly helpful and increases their quality of life hugely. However, what I noticed with myself is that being already a very reflective person, that being even more reflective when my mind was leading me towards these negative thoughts that I just mentioned earlier was actually more detrimental than anything else. And I realized as well that a lot of the time, if we find ourselves in too much of a reflective state, that's when we really need to get back into action and back into movement. And so that's something that's really helped me this year, is being able to shift away from reflection and go towards action as a way of actually cutting this cycle of overindulging in negative thoughts and negative thought loops. And the fifth lesson that I wanted to share with you today is that you never really actually know. You never know what's the perfect way. You never know what's the perfect path. You never know what's the right decision. All you know is what you think might be okay. All you can do is your best and all you can really do is just try and go for it. So I did an entire podcast episode on this as well, all about making decisions. And the reason why this was such a lesson for me this year is because I really felt like there was this big narrative around one day everything will click and you'll wake up and you'll know your life mission and your life purpose and everything will come together and you'll start your day in the most perfect morning routine and then you'll go off to live your perfect life with the people around you that you know are meant to be your best friends and your soulmates and all of this and you'll know exactly how you want to spend your day and I don't know if that's the healthiest message for us to be receiving because sometimes I feel like it can easily throw us into a state of waiting, of waiting to wake up one day and for everything to click, of us waiting to have this moment where everything falls in line and everything's perfect. And I think the danger with that is that we might be in a day-to-day routine which is pretty good, which is okay, where we feel quite satisfied but it's not perfect. There's definitely elements to it where we might struggle. Maybe there's parts of our job that we don't like too much. Maybe there's certain friends that we actually struggle to really connect with in certain situations. Maybe we live hard days within our relationship. Maybe there are days in which we actually don't enjoy our environment or the place that we're living. And I think that that's normal. And I think that The narrative that one day we'll understand and everything will be perfect and it will all make sense, 
you know what, maybe, and maybe I just haven't that experienced that for myself yet, but I wonder if it's the healthiest for us to be in a state of waiting rather than realizing that all we have is today, all we have is what we know right now, all we have is our current experience, and all we can really do is look around and say, okay, well, you know what, maybe this, this, and this aren't ideal at the moment, but on most occasions, I'm quite satisfied, so let me try to do what I can to improve what's challenging me, but enjoying as well what's working for me. And I feel like that's a much healthier way to go about it, to realize that with any decision, and interestingly enough, I was just speaking with a client the other day about whether or not she should quit her day job. And in that reflection process that I was guiding her on in order to help her find her own answer, we were really discussing about how what are the elements that do work for her and what are the elements that don't and is it about chasing a potential ideal or is it actually about making a necessary shift and the difference between those two is actually quite minimal and quite subtle and sometimes we don't quite know if we're just chasing the grass being greener on the other side and never will be or if we're making a very necessary change and the answer to that is not clear and we don't really know and all we can do is try to guess, try to put all the information together, try to do a combination of bringing our rational mind to objectively look at the situation while also practicing tapping into our intuition a little bit because there is wisdom in there as well and making a decision from there, making a decision and deciding what we're going to go for. And in any case, no matter what decision we go for, there will be challenges part of it as well. And that's to be expected. And so I don't necessarily believe that it's 100% realistic to expect to wake up one morning and all of our challenges to have gone away and for everything to feel like it's absolutely perfect. And maybe there is a day where we wake up that way, but maybe then the following day we re-put everything back into question. And I actually find that actually thinking of it that way is a lot more comforting to realize that the doubt doesn't go away. The questions don't go away. It's all part of this messy and beautiful journey of life that we're all on, and it's all to be expected. And the entire experience is to be lived and enjoyed. So those are my five lessons for today. The first one is that friendship takes a lot of investment. The second one is that we live several different lives in one life. The third one is that we don't have to believe everything that we think. The fourth one is that there is such thing as too much reflection. And the fifth one is that we never actually know. We just have to try and go for it. So I hope that that was interesting. I hope that that might have sparked some thought within you. I would love to know if any of the lessons that I shared today might be similar to something that you might have lived or experienced in 2022. And I would love to also encourage you to do your own reflections, to really ask yourself, what are your lessons of 2022? And if you want to share them with me, then I would love that. I would really love to hear what your lessons are. I will be sharing five more lessons from 2022 next week, so I will see you then.